0: Breaking the panel is made possible by you and other listeners, just as awesome as you are. If you want to support the show and get a little something in return, just go to patreon.com/breakingthepanel. We do appreciate the help. Um, now, this is just rumors, but comicbook.com reports uh, Fox is rumored to be hitting the reset button on the X Men movie franchise.
1: Michael Bay needs to do next. One. <laughs> out, out,
0: Ow. out! Chris, hear me that newspaper. <laughs> <laughs>
1: You want to trash on my Transformer screen? No, no,
2: no. no. <laughs> we, don't, we don't want to. Michael Bay already did it.
0: <laughs> These days, the comic book owns pop culture. You'll find it all in the panel of your favorite comic book. Us,
1: we're living the comic's life. We're breaking the panel. And welcome to Breaking the Panel, where we give you everything that is geek, all the awesome stuff. And you know what? We're, we're going to be honest. We're going to be honest here. We're the view of comic books. (laughs) We give you all the stuff from TV to the big screen to the books themselves, toys and all the other awesome sauce. I'm the Rock God of podcasting Charles McFall and writing shotgun today is a nightwing of young justice, Paul Klotz. (laughs) You actually have the shotgun and I mean this in the best possible way. I thought he was one of the cool characters. Aqualad of breaking the panel. Chris Wisdom
2: that's ridiculous. I should be no one but Connor.
1: (laughs) I almost gave you Superboy. I almost gave you Superboy.
2: That's how little you know me. You you
1: have the crybaby attitude about Superman, and Aqualad was a tough guy. Aqualad was really... You don't need to
2: <laughs> fire me. I quit. <laughs>
1: well, that takes us right into our first thing, right? Young Justice Season 3 is officially announced. What do you guys think? You excited?
2: I can't even tell you how excited I am. I, I was so beside myself with squeeze and <laughs> arcing ropes of, you know... It was just amazing. It was just amazing. It was so
0: wonderful.
2: Are you you implying you
0: were Spider all over the place? I
1: I definitely
2: was. I I definitely was.
1: For the kids at home, he's talking about the cable that connects the TV to his Xbox. Watch watch Netflix. oh my god now of course i am a fanboy of dc on screen and the first thing i did after they announced it because that was the first announcement i saw they were right on the button right there on top of the news posted it and of course i follow their page and i saw it and i messaged jason goss and i was like you're you're of course i use other phrasing but like you're super happy right now aren't you and we went back and forth a little bit but i said you know what and I'm a little tongue in cheek, of course. But I'm like, I give DC on screen the credit for bringing this back because almost every other episode, when they talked about it, I'd say, "Hey, just go and binge the first two seasons. They'll see that and they'll bring a third season in." And I'm sure other people actually were saying that. But you know what? All hail DC on screen, who is part of the giant size team up network here, that uh, for bringing Justice League season three well,
0: around. I, I mean, credit where credit is due. Let's give a shout out to Kevin Smith because he his interview. With the producer there was what really put it out there as to why it got canceled in the first place,
2: mm-hmm.
0: and I think that remind that, us remind us why it got canceled in the first well, place. Well, it yeah uh, okay. So we we've talked about this a bit in the past a little uh, bit, but now's a good time. Uh, essentially, WB decided to cancel Young Justice because it wasn't hitting with the demo that they intended it to. They wanted it to hit with young boys so that they could sell toys and merchandising, and. They ultimately pulled it because it started scoring well with teenage girls girls and their families. And, you know, so Kevin Smith was doing – had an interview with one of the producers. I can't remember the man's name. Um, But basically he admitted this. He he said it. He's like, yeah, no, Warner Brothers pulled the – at first we were trying to rework the storyline a little bit to try to, you know, make it aligned with what they wanted. But ultimately they pulled it because they were concerned that they weren't going to be able to sell toys and T-shirts and stuff like that. And, you know, Kevin Smith hit the wall. He was like, no, that's, that's crazy. He's like, yeah, girls will buy t-shirts, girls will buy action figures, you know, all that kind of stuff. Um, and it really highlighted this, this big problem in the industry where, you know, these companies kind of zero in on what they think is their target demo. And then if, if they're not hitting that demo, they'll just pull the plug and it's like, but, but you have a successful show. You're, you're, you're you know, your ratings are decent. You were doing well with a different demographic. You know, you could shift and align yourself to that different core demo. You know, but they didn't. Yeah. Um, so, of course, that got it a lot of publicity and it got it a lot of you know a lot of traffic in, you know, your your more socially liberal you know corners of the internet and stuff like that. People talked about it, um, and rightfully so. I mean, it's one of those things where it's like, are you are you serious? Like, that's why you canceled the show. Um, yeah,
1: and hopefully it got people watching it on Netflix. And Netflix does pay attention to that. I mean, they have zero issues buying a property and making it a quote-unquote Netflix original, right? Even though it started somewhere else.
2: The thing, though, is that they, they haven't even said that it's going to be on Cartoon Network or on Netflix at this point. Right. It's, it's, like it's, a, it's, it's, be, it's because of all this binge-watching as part of it, but it's, it's not a lock that it's going to go to Netflix
1: yeah, we don't so we don't I'm looking through that the, the yeah. article here. Do we know I just assumed, honestly, it was right. gonna to go to Netflix. It, does it say where No, it's no, going?
2: they've just started production, but they haven't they haven't said who hmm. where it's going yet.
1: So. Weissman denied that any meetings had taken place between Young Justice producers and Netflix. But then encourage fans to continue binge watching to let it be known, blah, 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 blah. Uh and it does seem that all the binge watching paid off. Uh yeah, I'm curious of where they're gonna launch this. The CW app is actually pretty decent. Uh, I don't know about Seed. I haven't really messed with Seed at all, but the CW app itself it yeah, yeah. is it, it works. It's really
0: well. like a wildly inappropriate name for something. <laughs> Seed, I know, right? I mean like no. that that sounds like the logical successor to like grinder or something. I,
2: <laughs> I don't honestly I don't know why and and I don't <laughs> know what, what the contracts are, but I don't know why if it's gonna come back for a third season. I don't know why Cartoon Network would ever give that up. And be like, okay, we're pulling it out, but you're not, or it's coming back, but you're not getting your stinking hands on it, Netflix. This is our money.
1: <laughs> well, I could see that. Um, they eventually would go to Netflix, but not, maybe not launch on Netflix. That I got you.
2: Interesting. Yeah. Uh, wrangle, I think.
1: Well, I want to hear what everybody else has to say about it. If you're excited, if you think you know where it's going to go, where it's going to land, where you think it should land, hit us up. BTP at GiantsizeTeamUp.com. That's B as in breaking, T as in the, P as in panel at up.com Of course, you can go to Facebook.com forward slash breaking the panel. Leave us messages there. Comment on the post. Type stuff in. Call us... Asshats, we don't care. Just come and talk to us.
2: We're so lonely from Facebook. And here's here's what I want to know. Okay, so yeah, am I happy that we got Young Justice back? Absolutely. But now I there is you cannot tell me why I can't get Firefly back. We got we got Family Guy back. Oh, what, that'll never happen. What twice? We got Futurama back three times plus movies. We we got uh, we got American Dad back. My dad got that damn Longmire show back, and I can't. <laughs> I can't get friggin' Firefly to save our lives.
0: Hey, Joss has moved on, man. It won't happen now. You'll just have to settle for con, man. Oh. <laughs> the same thing.
1: Uh, <laughs> uh, hey, have you, are you guys familiar with the old movie series with Bing Crosby and Bob Hope, the Road 2 movies? Yeah,
0: absolutely. Would
1: not Nathan Fillion and Neil Patrick Harris be the greatest revival of the Road 2 films ever? Uh, as
0: long as they had Seth MacFarlane... Doing it,
1: the yes. And- yes. yes. <laughs> Why? I think Josh Whedon could do the writing. It'd be no. awesome. I mean, no. he, uh,
2: it, come no. on, Captain like, Hammer. Okay. No, no, no. no but you, come if, on, look at all the Road Two episodes of Family Guy, Charles. Yeah. Come on. It, it, this, oh well. Come on.
1: Yeah, I mean, he's a true fan. I mean, yeah. McFarlane's a fan. I'm just worried with McFarlane, it'll be a Ted Three. You know, McFarlane has a very no, 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 stylized no. sense of humor.
0: I no. See, I think. Don't that, love a stylized face. I think. I'm, I think. <laughs> I think if if uh, if a Hollywood entity was like, let's try to reboot that concept. Let's explore it with, like you're saying. I don't know if Nathan Fillion and Neil Patrick Harris are the are the best choice, but they seem they sound uh, you know interesting. It seems good to me. Um, but yeah, if if a studio was behind that and they brought McFarlane in, I think he could approach it as like, all right, like. Let's not do my slapsticky stuff, but let's do something, you know, that pays homage. I mean, I guess
1: those particular episodes of Family Guy aren't nearly as – I guess the rude humor is really what needs to be left out because to me what was key about those films was the – The the class? The class, yeah. Yeah. You know, the class. Well, they did dabble in some, at that time, rude humor for them, but yeah. it wasn't – nearly over the top as other things that were going on at that time
0: well and you're you're kind of onto something because i know you're really hinting at dr horrible and yeah a little Josh bit did a really good job with dr horrible and that it you know there's a little bit of contentious humor in there but it's it's pretty light you know what i mean yes so actually
1: dr horrible could even be a spiritual neighbor to the road to movies. If you look at it, two guys, one girl, the musical, the what? winning the Whoa. heart. You can't just throw that out there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the thing yeah. you just said. There was oh a pizza God. place somewhere in there, but that was copyrighted.
0: Yeah. Uh, um, <laughs> I, you know, what's funny is whenever uh, the other guy from two guys, or a girl shows up someplace. <laughs> the other guy <laughs> on a TV show. I laugh. He was just on something recently. Oh, man.
1: I know so I see I've seen him around. Yeah. Same he, with the girl.
0: He played like a like a uh, talent agent or something like that on a show recent. I think it might have been con man or something like that. And it really cracks me up cuz I'm like nobody knows who you are anymore man. Um And that sucks.
1: It does. Yeah. It does suck coming yeah, up and having talent and Reynolds, doing a great show and yeah. just having to be with a um uh rising explosion
0: of a rock star it was probably undercover boss
2: and he was the pizza delivery guy that he was driving around with
0: (laughs) (laughs) um in any case though uh yeah no i i love that idea like the the road two movies are classic like and i love classic entertainment like that that is so good that it transcends its time you know what i mean And I, I remember watching the road Two movies as a younger kid and I hated like black and white movies. I hated older movies, but I was fascinated. I was enthralled because the showmanship was just so exceptional. You know, I mean, it was, it was, you know, just glorious. It really was like, it was an amazing era. Um, so yeah, no, I, I love that idea because I could totally see, you know, Nathan and neil like all dolled up in you know fancy suits and stuff and doing like crazy you know sing-songy stuff
1: it, um, it, would, it would be a lot of fun i my wife is a huge Bing crosby fan i i knew of him before i met her but i didn't i'm not a crooner kind of guy as you can imagine and so when we started dating and first got married she had all these vhs tapes and yes that's how old i am at this point we had <laughs> VCRs, vhs tapes and we're watching these things and some of the movies are okay. I've seen just about every Bing Crosby movies out there. And I, I stayed away from white Christmas until I married her because I inherently hate things that everybody loves. It's like eh, <laughs> that many people love it. It's gotta be like something sheepish and, and mass worthy and eh, whatever, but it's a decent movie. actually holiday End was better, which was the first version, but, uh, the road to movies, the first one I watched like, this is dumb as crap, but I watched it cause I humored her. And by the end of it, I'm like, okay, it's kind of cool. And then we watched the next one. And by the third one, I was hooked. Right. I'm like, these are great. And I'm with you, Klots. at the time, especially, you know, the black and whites take it or leave it. You know, I've got Casablanca, which is one of my favorite classic films. I've got it both re- remastered in color and in the original black and white version. I've got the one with extended scenes in it actually too, for that matter. Uh, but yeah, for the most part, I was like, yeah, if it's black and white, I'm gonna skip it. But yeah, those they just had class. They were filmed really well. The guy in the monkey suits are always hilarious because it's so cheesy, um, and it's like they leaned into it. And I, I definitely think that uh, I've had that idea for a decade now. That but even before uh, the sing along blog came out, was I like somebody should redo this. And I had different people in mind at different times. But when I saw the sing along, I was like, hey, Neil Patrick Harris, and. Uh, Captain Mal, I just lost his name. <laughs> <Could> <laughs> do Nathan it, Nathan Fillion, thank you. So, Chris, uh, now that I've, I've hijacked your segment there, what, what is it that is going to be going on? No, that's not Chris, that's Klotz that brought this in, the X-Men movies.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is uh, fresh on the scene. Um, now, this is just rumors, but comicbook.com reports uh, that uh, Fox is rumored to be hitting the reset button on the X-Men movie franchise um basically uh you know i'm gonna scan this article a little bit here and give you the highlights uh hopes for x-men apocalypse were quite high but unfortunately for fox audiences just weren't as engaged um as, particularly as engaged compared to days of future past um brian singer is not returning for the next core entry in the x-men franchise uh simon kinberg is still uh writing the script and you know kind of like running the show if you will and uh, it also bears noting that franchise stars Michael Fassbender, Jennifer Lawrence, James McAvoy, and Nicholas Holt have all reached the end of their three-picture contracts. Those sources say that Kinberg, uh, script, Kinberg script keeps them in mind. Uh, so, you know, basically, I just wanted to point out that, um, you know, Fox is uh, doing its Fox thing and being yeah. super dumb. And, yeah. Uh,
1: I mean, just because one film doesn't do as well as you hoped – doesn't mean you scrap that line of thinking, because I, I thought First Class was really good. I thought Days of Future Past was e- comic booky and cool, but I wouldn't say it was really good. And I haven't seen this one yet.
2: Right, and you see that you see the common denominator, right? Well, it's I think well, that yeah, that's what it's. <laughs> one that you really like is not brian singer and has nothing to do with brian singer and, that and they is, kind of veered yeah and they they start to go off the hit, off the deep end when he comes back to-
1: michael bay needs to do the next one <laughs> get
2: out just get out
0: out out beast just randomly blows okay. up in the chris, 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 hand me that newspaper.
1: <laughs> <laughs> chris what do you think what what's your take on it
2: i, I think it needs to be done and and it's like I said before when we've talked about this. Define in the past. done, like
1: reboot it like or rebooted, just be done with it.
2: Like reboot it. That's that's okay. that's fine. Because I I cannot go back and watch those those the first two X Men movies and and they they don't hold up. I can't I can't rewatch them in the same light that I've seen them. They they just don't hold up. Some of the themes, like X Men Two, the broader themes of this of the movie hold up. But the the, the directorial choices, the uh, some of the the, I the hate set it. design, Sabertooth the costuming, those. horrible, yeah. horrible. Now it just doesn't hold I, yeah. up. The the, the the horrible joke of what do you, what would you rather, yellow spandex? It's like a big finger to the fans. That's, yes, that's all, I like, kind of would it, rather
1: it, yellow spandex it, to what exactly, you had.
2: It, it, back in the 90s when that was the only way we were going to get X-Men. It was a nod to True. us, but really what it is is him, you know, biting his thumb at us and just, eh, screw you. Yeah. Uh, uh,
1: there were so many things. I Even then, I, I enjoyed it to a point, but I thought this is stupid. Uh, Magneto trapping them in a, 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 I think it was at the Statue of Liberty, trapping yeah. them in something. And, and Sabertooth, I thought, was the biggest joke of those films. I hated it. Mm-hmm. I hated it. And so... There were, but at the time, what did we have? Nothing we had nothing spider man and x men one broke the mold for hey comic book movies can make money mm-hmm. and that's actually we should thank them as much as I don't like either one of those that much, because they've opened the door to what we have today right. for sure uh but that's that's not the movie going audience today, you know, yep, it's I just agree. i don't know but as far as reboots i. Don't, I don't know. We need a reboot as much as we need just to let's get it back on track. Let's let's just bring the car back over onto the road. And stop going off roading so much. You know, the first class was phenomenal. It just was, it, including the paralyzing of, of Xavier. That was great. And then it, it it was okay. I think they leaned way too much on Wolverine in the in the second film and introduced characters without explaining them. You know, in the in the future, right? Right. Where Sentinels are coming, the the, some of the audience didn't know what the hell Sentinels were, Mm -hmm. and I had to figure out who some of those characters were just because they didn't jump right off the cover of a page. Yeah. Yeah. Me.
2: Well, I don't necessarily fault them for leaning on Wolverine because you need to go where the the money's at, and that's the big draw. It was, you know, once once Future Past comes out, and you realize that Jennifer Lawrence and mess and Mystique are just as big a draw. You know, it's it took them two films to get there. So it took, yeah. it took first class and then Days of Future passed before they were like, okay, yeah, so maybe we can get by with a 30-second cameo from Wolverine as Weapon X in a movie. But they, I, but they, know, still, but they still put that in there because they knew they needed it. So, Klaus,
1: what, what do you think about the X-Men
0: thing? What, what is your issue here? Uh, well, I've talked about it a little bit on the show in the past. Um, I really just think Fox doesn't know how to handle these Marvel properties. And so ultimately, I, I think that they should look to try to achieve some kind of relationship like Sony did. Um, I, well, either first consider selling the rights back completely and, and get a good chunk of change. I'm sure Disney's got the money and I'm sure they, I'm pretty sure Disney, now that they own Marvel as well, not just Marvel studios, but also Marvel, you know, comics proper probably has an interest in just reobtaining all their rights. You know what I mean? So I think, I yeah. think if, if the price was right, they could get a good chunk of change and get out of it altogether. And then they could pursue other opportunities. I mean, that's the thing. Is Fox, Fox has made it very clear that they don't want to be pigeonholed into what we as fans and what the industry expects out of comic films. So just don't, you know, like just relieve yourself of that burden. So yeah, I, I think they should either reach an agreement where Marvel gets creative control back and helps them groom it into something that is workable, or they should just release it. Um, But the problem is, you know, at the end of the day, when you're talking business, when you have one of the strongest properties in the market, I mean, and that's the thing, Marvel Cinematic Universe films right now are the biggest powerhouse in cinema. Like, they crush everything else. There's no real competition. You get the occasional thing like, you know, Jurassic World, where it was like, all right, it puts a dent in everything, you know, because people showed up for that. But a lot of these big budget action movies aren't even competing anymore. You know, they're, they're just hmm. dead in the water as soon as they arrive. So, um, you know, that's the whole thing is like they, they don't really know what they're doing. They've made that very clear, with the exception of Deadpool. But Deadpool, that, you know, because you bring that up a lot, Charles. The thing yes, about Deadpool yes, is Deadpool worked because Ryan Reynolds was a huge fan of Deadpool. no that's what i've been saying all along fans make the best movies right but fox is not you know what i mean next man fan
1: (laughs) fox is not a fan of making money either
0: right and if if simon kinberg is a fan of marvel he doesn't show it because they just butcher the property over and over again the the, the apocalypse was a rough film man like it has good moments but every single film, like i didn't you know you mentioned that you liked first class right I enjoyed First Class, but I didn't love it. I hated the costuming through half of it. I hated the whole scene in that house where they got all the mutants together and they had all the throwaway mutants and stuff. I didn't care for any of that at all. It didn't resonate with me.
1: Hashtag mutant lives matter. (laughs) Um,
0: You know, so like I just – I didn't like the way that was executed. And the second film was really good. But I honestly think that the second film was a lot closer to like an Age of Apocalypse type scenario than – you know apocalypse was because we got to see that yeah. future scenario where everything is borked and yeah you know, they're, they're trying to do their best to survive that was cool um so you know if anything i'm glad that the reboot three films have been made so that we got that middle film but yeah no i mean we're losing hugh jackman where yes. all of these other people are off contract just let it go like just accept it you know but uh, I do wonder a little bit and worry a little bit if like Fox is like, well, if we give up Marvel, what do we have? You know,
1: why don't they uh, start start doing like Savage Dragon and Spawn and all those hardcore image Wildcats? I'd love to see there a Wildcats. There is actually a game.
0: Spawn movie on the way. Uh-huh.
1: I thought I heard that. Yeah. I thought I but, heard that somebody yeah. was bringing. I, and I I enjoyed most of the first movie, and there were some, oh, some well, it's not going to be, bits, but. Taught. Michael Jai Wyatt was was a shining moment in that film.
0: For <laughs> Todd uh, Todd's in creative control. He he has all you know all final decisions on everything. Um, and okay. he has said that they they've been planning it out, and it's going to be, in his words, it's going to be badass. It's going to be everything you want out of Spawn. It's not going to be you know a, a held back film like the first one was. You know what I mean?
2: Right. Is it going to look like Spider Man stole Doctor Strange's cape? No. Because That's about all. Talking spawn is sorry. Never been a spawn. Uh, oh, never, I've never been a spawn fan, guys. Sorry.
1: Yeah. Well, <laughs> overrated. But you know, I think that's the core. Is if if Fox cannot get people who are fans of the property, they're never going to compete with Marvel or even their own property of Deadpool. They're not going to compete with it because they have people. That aren't fans Dead, trying to make yeah. films for people who are Dead fans. Cool
0: worked because it came from a place of fan love. The MCU yeah. works because you have a guy at the helm who has a really good vision and the people who make the individual movies care about it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That is the other thing is I don't feel like the cast of Fantastic Flop cared. I don't feel like these... like We know Jennifer Lawrence doesn't like doing these X-Men movies. She said it. Well... They make her
1: naked and do right. all this incredibly stupid uh, action stuff. Being naked—that's not I think cool. The only
0: reason she's into it at all is because she gets to portray Mystique as you know a powerful woman in cinema, and that's a good thing. But yeah. you know what? Yeah. She also was simultaneously doing the Hunger Games movies where she does the same sort of thing. So, but she liked that because she—I honestly
1: think it is because she's naked. I mean, they do that—that oh, yeah. that body paint and the the makeup. What what woman truly feels comfortable eight hours a day on a rough set? Like that.
0: Yeah.
1: And now she has to do everything everybody else has to do, except she doesn't get any clothes.
0: Right. Oh, yeah. Any, that, I can see does why you wouldn't like it. Makeup, you know, I mean, even like, right? even like Ron, Ron P., when he did uh, Hellboy, was like, Hellboy? Hellboy. It sucks. Yeah. He's like, he goes, I hate putting the suit on, but I love doing the movies, you know? He said stuff like that. Right.
1: It. Well, I mean, in, 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 I don't know the exact numbers, but you're talking about sitting for hours in a makeup chair. Hours.
0: To be fair, you know, that aspect of filmmaking has gone leaps and bounds forward. It's nowhere near as bad as it was like 10 years ago. Um, the technology we have now, like the stuff they can do, especially with like 3D printing. 3D printing really enables a lot of stuff like that. Like they can they can make stuff very quickly. They can, you know what I mean? So uh, it's not quite as bad as it once was. I mean, there I've seen articles and stuff where they talk about effects work like that and makeup work like that taking half a quarter, you know, even less time than it used to. So, you know, technology and techniques and everything have developed to a point where it's not quite so bad, but I mean, when you're doing full body paint like she was, it sucks. And Rebecca Romaine Stamos said the same thing. She said she hated doing the body paint too. So it's fair enough, you know?
2: Yeah, but I'm pretty sure if you offer Rebecca Romaine, Jennifer Lawrence money, she's not going to (laughs) say (laughs) that. (laughs) Wow.
0: Well, that's the funny part, though, because when J- J-Law was signed for this originally, she wasn't that big yet. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. She-
1: it, it's, honestly, it's Jen, by the way. I have, a friend, I have a friend who was on a movie set with her. Uh, he's an extra or whatever. And you're not supposed to speak to the talent, but if they talk to you, uh-huh. it's whatever. And I don't know what scene he was shooting for what movie, but it's with Jennifer Lawrence. And she told him, she seriously told him to call. He said, Miss Lawrence. She's no, it's Jen. She wants everybody to call her Jen. So there She's you go. She's
0: just
2: so relatable. <laughs> Call me Jen, but don't look me in the yeah. eye. Don't look me in the eye. <laughs> don't look, don't
1: look at me like that. <laughs> but once you mentioned Hellboy, all I can hear you say now is blah 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 blah. Oh, we're pitching for Hellboy three with Jennifer Lawrence's Hellgirl Hell That would be awesome. I would take that. Or at least you Hellboy three. Just give me Hellboy. Ideas. Give me more. You terrible. Moving on. <laughs> All right, all right, let's go to some fun, awesome ideas. We got Loot Crate coming at you. You know you can save money with us by going to lootcrate.com forward slash giant Size team-up, because guess what? Breaking the Panel is the flagship show of the giant Size Team-Up Network. This month is magical. Doctor Strange, Fantastical Beasts, and Where to Find Them. I, I totally butchered that title. I know that, and I'll admit it. Big Trouble in Little China and more coming to you the 19th. Of November. So get there before that happens. You've got to the 19th at 9 p.m. Pacific, midnight Eastern to subscribe. Otherwise, you miss out on getting some really awesome stuff. This box, the first box they've ever done well, maybe not ever, but definitely the first box in a long time that's 100% exclusive to Loot Crate. So go to lootcrate.com forward slash giant size team up and air code giant size team up to get you some money off and get you a really cool box. Now, this, one, this article I brought to the table because it just tickles my heart to know it. It just makes me laugh on so many levels. The headline is, and, and warning to Mike, we're going to do our best, but Klotz is already a little raw to things right now. They're a little raw to, to people saying stupid stuff. And uh, he's going to do his best to keep it in the hard PG-13 area. <laughs> maybe, maybe a little PG-17 here. Uh, but the headline reads, Mel Gibson attacks Marvel and explains why his action scenes are better. And if, you, as you go through this stupid article, I mean, he, he is—he's criticizing Marvel. He's doing, but this quote killed me, Clots and wisdom. Uh, how Mel Gibson was quick to defend the violence in his films before launching an attack on Marvel Studios by remarking that they're much worse. Gibson insisted the action almost has to be. And this is in quotes. I don't mean to be callous about it, but it has to be like a sporting event. You have to know who's who, who your protagonists are, and who's doing what. what screen direction. It all's going in, and in the midst of that, you have to be what it, uh, you have to have what appears to be chaos, but it's order chaos. To talk about violence, the violence question. Look at any Marvel movie. The more violent, they're more violent than anything I've ever done. But in my movies, you care about the characters, which makes it matter more. That's all I'll say. Yeah,
0: expletives deleted. <laughs>
1: Yeah. And I'm like, wait a minute. After after your failed career, I mean, I was a fan of Mel Gibson in the nineties. He was one of the action stars. He did some fun some payback, fun movie. Violent as all. Get out. You know, come on. Right. Uh ransom again. And kidnapping, Dude, violence. Wait, Passion
0: of the Christ is like
1: that, oh, kidding, watch that,
0: that movie. movie moves people to tears, not just because they're overwhelmed. You know what I mean? Like because it's it's very graphic. You know what graphic. I mean? Like, right. I, I, I saw Passion of the Christ in the theater. I felt I felt like it. You know what it was? It deserved that. You know what I mean? And that film was brutal. You know, but in in a way that is you know worthy. Don't get me wrong. Um, whether you're a believer or a non-believer. It's still a, an amazing story, you know what I mean? And the acting and everything involved with it, like Jim, because he uh, I can never pronounce his last name right. Caviezel. Yeah. Uh, he was fantastic. But I also think that movie destroyed his career because how do you come back from playing Jesus like that? You know what I mean? But um,
2: yeah. any <laughs> Hashtag Carlton problems.
0: <laughs> <laughs> In any case, though, you know, here's nice. my beef. Like Mel Gibson... It was one of those big, dumb 80s, 90s action stars. He was in a ton of movies yeah. that didn't necessarily have much in the way of plot, had a lot of stupid explosions. I mean, like, the Lethal Weapon series is fun, but th- that's not high cinema. You know what I mean? Like, come on. Um,
1: but- and honestly, honestly, the Lethal Weapon TV series is better. I've it's just better written, better acted. It's good. I mean, the actors are Taking it no, seriously. Here's
0: good. my beef with this. Right now it's very popular for people in the industry to take a dump on the Marvel movies. And why the reason why is because it's completely upended the whole industry for them. You know what I mean? The, the success of these films has made it very difficult for the old guard to continue business as usual. And Mel Gibson is absolutely old guard. You know what I mean? And That he, you know, his comment there where he's like, well, you care about the characters. Well, that tells me that this is one of those typical like old older person versus the younger person arguments where like, "Oh, why would anybody care about any of those characters? It's like, well, okay, so you don't get it. You know, like that's like people who rail against something like Harry Potter or Game of Thrones, you know, anything that has a bunch of characters that people really connect with because it's not their cup of tea. Well, all right comics aren't your cup of tea mel gibson that's fine but people resonate with the, you know those those characters resonate for people they identify with those characters people care about those characters more than you're implying when we watch you know avengers age of ultron and we see the city getting plucked up out of the ground we're not mm-hmm. just seeing senseless violence we're seeing a hor- you know we're we're processing that and we're processing the toll on the characters that we care about I mean, that's the whole fallout and civil war is the idea that, that the weight of events like that that have on these guys. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. yeah, and the st- like. You look at the sto- characters that you right. care about.
1: I think Marvel's got
0: that right, down exactly. Sir. You look at the story of Tony Stark, and it's the weight he carries, and the whole reason Ultron even happens is because you know because of what he's been through. That's way more character development and plot development than most movies that Mel Gibson has been in. Don't get me wrong. He's been in some amazing movies, too. Braveheart is one of the best movies ever made. You know what I mean? Like, hands down. Yes. People will always yes. look at Braveheart. Also,
2: brutal violence, right. by the way. Well, and I think I think that's where we need to go with the comparison to make it more apples to apples. And what his, what his where I feel like his thesis fails is that the main characters you care about, but all those other dudes in Blueface on the battlefield, yeah. you don't give a crap about them. The, the nameless faces?
1: Nobody. The big guy with the hair, the little guy who was wiry, I, I don't remember who they are.
2: And you, But even them, you care about to the same degree that you care about the Avengers. The ones that get screen time and there's some sort of mm-hmm. character development in the movie, you care about them. Right. But all the other guys, you don't care about. Just like 300. You care about Leonidas and five other dudes. The other 294 dudes, you're like, meh, they're going <laughs> to die. <Yep. laughs> right. And that's
0: the thing is, I just feel like he's. I mean, clearly Mel Gibson is a bit unhinged and not a touch, but like, I, I, I think that he is representative of an element in the industry that just doesn't know how to adapt. I mean, because he goes on to like criticize the green screen. You know, he's like, um, here he goes. He he's constantly bemused by the huge two hundred million plus budgets of blockbuster films. Explaining, I look at them and I scratch my head. I'm really baffled by it. I think there's a lot of waste, but maybe if I did one of those things with the green screens, I'd find out different. I don't know. Maybe they do cost that much. I don't know. It seems to me that you could do it for less. Well, you just basically said you have no idea what you're talking about. Yeah, you know, because uh, uh, and then it led to him being told that Batman vs Superman: Dawn of Justice cost two hundred and fifty dollars or million dollars to make, which provoked him to respond with, "And it's a piece of bleep." Um,
2: yeah <laughs> well you can't you can't be wrong all the time <laughs> oh
0: Chris, come on man <laughs> i you know i mean that's but he does raise a valid point in regards to like bvs being a good example of just because you have You know, A-list actors, like really talented, high quality actors, just because you have one of the best properties in fandom, just because you have a huge budget and all this technology at your fingertips doesn't mean that you're going to execute and produce an exceptional film at all times. And so, you know, obviously there's some room there to make sure that the craft is being executed properly. But I mean, to just rail against the whole thing is just seem it seems really stupid to me, you know?
1: Yeah. And especially this guy. I mean he's just so many real life crazy things oh, yeah. and his, his movies are never oh okay other than Braveheart Braveheart and there might be a, a handful of those they're never Oscar worthy they're popcorn movies they're funny he's got a new one that I'm like oh Mel Gibson action and it's him protecting his daughter I'm like are you ripping off
0: Taken I'm not entirely sure and I'm not that interested in seeing his new film you, you didn't feel what women want was Oscar worthy
1: Oh, that was hilarious. And I would love to have that power, but no, it was not (laughs) Oscar worthy. Uh, You
2: have that power, Charles, not you. (laughs) I burned.
1: Oh, Chris. Chris, you're fine. I'm
2: going to get some aloe for Charles. Too late, I quit.
1: All right. All right. You know, we got some other stuff. We got some other fun stuff to get to because these guys are just fun. All right. so But you know what? This is where we always ask you. Stay tuned. We got some quick ads to keep the lights on. And we'll be right back with some trailers and some games and some other fun stuff. So stick around. And we're back. It's me and Paul Kloss because you know I actually fired Chris this time. <laughs> you know he's not. Like, <laughs> but I want to talk about a new game I'm playing, DC Legends. It got shortened. Originally, it was launched as DC Comics Legends when it was in Australia, and it's DC Legends, and it's a four hero team against a, f- a four or five you know, hero team on the other side, and. It's it's definitely got hints of Marvel Avengers Alliance if you used to play that. It's got it's definitely got any team aspect. It's just the DC Comics universe. I think they're treating the artwork and the powers properly. It's fun if you get into it, but uh Klotz and Chris, you both tried it out. You said you weren't all that engaged by it.
2: I wasn't. And my problem with us trying to find it and us as formal former Marvel Avengers Alliance right. players, it's and nothing. Nothing's ever going to hit all of those notes again. No, just especially based especially based on the fact that we're going to be strictly mobile games now. So you just have to look for those those pieces that you really liked. And this one is lacking the depth of story to me and and the character customization sure. too like there's there's you have set powers you have what four set powers for each hero and all you can do is level them it up. it ranges it's it ranges.
1: There is three to five depending on the right.
2: character but all you can do yeah. is level them up you can't Correct. Change, you can't really change anything about about uh their power set you can't there's no additional stones or socketing that you can get it to do extra different things i got you, know? you. i got you
1: yeah yeah, there's no level fifteen bonus <laughs> for having them <laughs> ranked up. Uh you do get alternate versions of the hero, which changes the powers. You can choose which one to power up. But yes, you are set with this character, this costume, this I think, set of powers. I think Go. for
0: me, the thing that stood out is that it feels so much like Marvel Avengers Alliance 2. Um I I agree. I thought I, I thought it felt a little bit better. I actually, be well, here's the thing. I'm willing to bet, that whoever's developing this game poached a lot of the people who used to work for disney interactive
1: i hope so that'd be well, nice there, there's so many again. design
0: elements that are so similar and everything you know what i mean like it just feels very very similar so yeah i mean it i don't necessarily think it's a bad game i just haven't i haven't really been inclined to get sucked into it you know what i mean
2: uh-huh.
1: So I got into the beta because I wanted to get ahead of this because uh, we still have an active group on Facebook, uh, the Agents Only Lounge, that is still calling for us, the the four of us being uh, Brian Abbott being the fourth, to somehow do another game-based property, which is going to be very difficult to do. I mean, it just is. I mean, the reason we did that first one was because individually we were spending a ton of time playing these games and brian Aip and i were both inherent podcasters and we're like somebody needs to talk about this and we just did for a couple of years but i don't think that's on brian's radar anymore as far as that kind of show to do it's very difficult because when you don't have content in the game you don't have content for your show yeah. and if the game goes away as it did with marvel avengers Alliance, your show goes away so it's it's a hard pitch and, if you will.
2: And, you know, and I think that's, you really hit it on the head. I think that there was just lightning in a bottle for that show yeah. and that time with you and, and Brian yeah. and later Paul, because I mean, if it was just about doing a gaming show, I'm sure Paul and Brian would have pulled you into doing a wow based show by now. Yeah, so, you know, probably
0: I mean? so. something. Yeah, no, that would be awkward because I'm not playing that either. <laughs> oh, I thought you were. Sorry. No,
2: <laughs> although no, I
1: totally fine. after you got me to listen to botch, I totally want to get our game night off the ground and have us just play random characters. Indeed, indeed, that's going to be so much fun. It's
0: funny you mention that because I checked out Harmon Quest on CISO recently. That okay, it's also quite amusing. So,
2: yes, are you in love with it? I haven't gotten a chance. Uh, to it well, out the, the, the like first—I'm not going to pay for CISO. The, so.
0: uh, well, the first episode did make me laugh pretty hard. Um, Paul F. Tompkins was a, uh, a special guest, and
1: oh it, man, you can't—you can't beat Paul oh, F. Tompkins yeah, in that kind yeah, of yeah.
0: They don't take it super seriously. It was the thing that was really cool about it um but yeah there's a lot if you're into D&D or Pathfinder you know any of the the D&D clones if you will um there's a lot of content out there now everybody seems to be doing it yeah. there's a bunch of podcasts there's it, it, which is great um there's a tons of videos online um which is also great uh, i know geek and sundry has a series uh, that's a little more like they get into the characters and stuff i know um uh Wheaton has a series uh that's not it's not D and D, but it's a close you know allegory it's similar mm-hmm. um he has a whole series it's a little more sci-fi oriented uh yeah there's some amazing content out there it's a it's a wonderful time to be a nerd man like
1: yeah and honestly just because i like to balance super celebrities with real people uh There's two I listen to, botched, which is fun that Chris Wilson brought to me. That those guys don't take it super serious and they're hilarious. And then there's uh, sneak attack, which Joe Ard of Pokemon Go podcast uh, brought to me. That uh, they do take it serious, and I found myself really being engulfed. They're really great at portraying the character. You know, they'll break voice to to ask questions, but as a character, they have voices. It just you feel the story. It's a lot of fun. (laughs)
2: <laughs> Characters have voices.
1: Wait till I play, man. If you make me a bard, I will to sing everything. Everything.
2: I, and you know, I, I checked out. I, I checked that show out, and I really like it. Um, I got into the first episode. I'm probably gonna download some more and see how it goes. Um, and you had told me they were the clean show, and they're they're not dropping f bombs or or you know every three minutes, but they're. <laughs> I don't know. They're clean is relative.
0: <laughs>
1: Clean? Well, I, I Joe sold me on it. I got into the later episodes after seventy or whatever, uh, and I guess clean is relative, uh, but compared to botched, where no, there's things we can't even repeat on this show that they say, uh, yeah, it's it's clean enough. But back to DC co- Legends, yeah. uh, if you're looking for a comic based team based game, they have I, I do a video series. A series being a very loose term on it, uh, called the Filthy Casual, where I just play without being serious about what i'm doing i'm just like hey this is what i do and i'm having fun with it and i'm gonna get more into just my inner dialogue when i get that up there but you can check that out just google it on youtube filthy casual gaming channel
0: yeah it's pretty much a pile of garbage you know so google it (laughs) (laughs) i'm having
1: fun i don't care but you can at least see what it's like we
0: love to put shots across charles's bow every time he tries to do something like this because uh it, when when Charles does stream of conscious, uh, enter, you know entertainment <laughs> content, it's 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 very entertaining. I'll say that.
1: I, I will warn you though. My kids have got me into watching Jack Septic Eye, and he is hilarious on YouTube. Yeah. He is so funny. He get he gets and I know it's edited. I know he plans it, and prepares it, but he's got a great stream of consciousness. I'm like, oh oh, I could do something like that. All right, I'm not going to be him, but it'll, you're going to get a little bit more than. I hate hand-holding. I hate what tutorials make me go to. Yeah, I did a really grumpy old man version at one point. That was not good. But beyond that, we've got some more trailers that got me excited, guys. Uh, here's the, the the elephant in the room, because I always thought it was cheesy as crap. Power Rangers. Are you guys
2: excited or no? Hell yeah. I was, I was a couple of years too late. I remember...
1: Seeing, really? Because they've
2: had a version on TV every year since it came on. Chris, I, I remember seeing. Yeah, but that first that first series was a couple of years too. Just after, I, I wasn't into that stuff. Plus, I was always more into the, the cartoons and the live action stuff. To me, that live action stuff always came off as extra cheesy. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. Yeah, I, I don't know. Me too. And the movie, I, I appreciated the soundtrack the most out of that movie. But um, the what, uh, what movie? The Power Rangers movie.
1: They actually made a theater a movie bunch before. Power movies,
2: like like i I don't um, know that Ivan Ooze that we you know talked about with Apocalypse. That's that's where he comes from, buddy. So
1: okay, so sure. Well, here's what I want to say about. And you want to trash on my Transformer screen? No, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> we
2: don't. We don't want to. Michael Bay already did it. <laughs> <laughs> well, well done, done sir. I okay. am um, Yes,
0: anyways. he was. The thing I think Power Rangers is a thing that resonates if you were in the right place at the right time as a kid. You know what I mean? I was born in 1984, so when I, I'm 32 now at the time of this recording, when Power Rangers came out, I was like late single digits, early you know preteen, that kind of stuff. And I I grew up loving dinosaurs and ninjas, and this TV show said,
1: "All right, I you're get gonna that.
0: get ninjas that climb into." Giant robot dinosaurs that then combined into each other Voltron style to form a giant robot samurai and kick monster tail. And as a kid, I was like, this is the best thing ever. Like, really, I was like – I when I first saw – I remember Fox was advertising it like six months before it even came out. They were showing you know just little teasers and I was like, no, ah, ah. You know, like I was freaking out and I was not the kind of kid that would freak out like that all the time. You know what I mean? Like I was so stoked. But the funny part is growing up, I didn't have um, access to Fox for a huge part of my childhood because I lived in the country and I only had over-the-air broadcast. And we – the signal strength wasn't strong enough to get it at my house until I was in my teens. And like the crazy part was I never really got to watch it. You know what I mean? So, but uh, I did watch it from time to time. It does not hold up, you know, the, the original, even the, uh, particularly the original series, it, it's rough. Um, and also we know, you know, we kind of knew it at the time, but we know now that all of the ninja scenes were filmed like they were, Filmed in Japan for a Japanese right. show. And then they, they refilmed. Repurposed. Yeah, they repurposed yeah. it and refilmed all the live action stuff outside of costume with the American cast. Um, yeah. So it's a bit rough. This, the tone of this trailer, I really dug it. Because it, it captured a lot of that original group, you know what I mean? The, the, the vibes of that original group for me. But it doesn't seem like it's going heavy on the cheese, you know what I mean? It seems like
1: yeah i would agree it's a a different tone
0: i if i feel a lot like what it's trying to do what transformers did for transformers because transformers (laughs) like when you go back and watch the you know what i mean the animated show it's like it's awesome but it's it's not you know much like
1: oh no there were some really bad moments in it yeah (laughs)
0: look look, off the off
1: air, i will tell you about a scene that that we can't even talk about on this show that was in the, the cartoon is like some people let some things slide through that shouldn't right. have. Oh, yeah, uh, that. But no, I, I, I still have my childhood love for it. Uh, gen one of transformers, uh, and actually rebooted my love with beast wars, even though I don't consider that canon at all. It was fun. It's like, Oh, what if they did a different planet? Sure. I'll give you that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, uh, so you're thinking that this power Rangers will be more cause the movies, of Transformers definitely took it seriously. It gave a, a some of a gravity to it whereas like the original Power Rangers show, I mean it was cheesy sound effects, the bad guys, the, the bullies were super cheesy, the fat guy and the skinny guy, mm-hmm. you know, uh, all the dialogue was cheesy yeah. and but all you really got out of it was ninjas and robots, by the time which
0: you was kind to cool. the first movie there, the movie tried to approach it much more seriously. You know what I mean?
1: Mm-hmm. i'll take your word for I, it. i'm
0: not i'm not gonna argue that they definitely hit that tone but they they tried to make it a you know it was more of a high-stakes story where it wasn't just kids being kids it was kids have got a man man up is such a inaccurate phrase but you know what i mean because there's women involved in everything but they basically had to step up and you know defend the planet and that was cool you know because that's that's the original voltron story you know what i mean that's the you know? Yeah, which I I grew up with Voltron. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. and which is unwatchable. By the way, Vol- oh no Vol- kidding! I if know you try yeah. to watch classic cool. episodes yeah. of Voltron. It it is unwatchable drivel. Like oh, I
1: I have tried. It's, and it's I would rough.
0: but the new Voltron is actually yeah, pretty the new decent. one is good. So I think yeah. this is trying to hit like a more modern tone and everything, which is great. But it it's going to do some callbacks. You know what I mean to the original stuff. But I'm excited to see how it pans out because I like that they're doing a kind of a different origin story and stuff. And they're changing the characters up a little bit because they're not just straight allegories for the original team. You know what I mean? Um, so there's there's a lot of potential there.
1: So as a fan, and I'm gonna ask Chris this too. As a non fan, but as a fan, you going opening night? Or are you just gonna? Wait?
0: I don't. You know, I see. I'm gonna I'm gonna incite your rage right now. <laughs> okay. I'm I'm probably going to like turn to ye olde Rotten Tomatoes to make my determination on this <laughs> well no okay here's the thing we've had we've, we've discussed Rotten Tomatoes ad nauseum but the, what I use it for is a general guide on the quality of the film if I look at it and it's like a 30% I'm not going to go see it in theaters I'm going to wait you know okay. what I mean but if I see it and it gets like even if it gets like somewhere in the 70s even if it's not certified fresh or whatever, but if it's if it's in the upper area of the rating, then I might give it a chance. I might not go see it opening right. night or opening weekend, but I might go check it out. It also depends, like if some of my friends are like, "Hey, let's go see this," and we're going to go do it as a group and we're going to laugh if it's stupid. You know what I mean, kind of thing. Right, right. And I'm I'll, I'm I'm game for that as well. But yeah, no, I I don't know that I'm going to be like I got to see this. Like I was for Doc Strange, for example, where I was like, we got we to oh, go. Yeah, we yeah. got to go. It's been two days. It's been out for two days. Why didn't we go yet? You know,
1: oh, I went opening Friday afternoon. It was yeah. nice. Uh, but we'll talk about it. we got to just to promote this. We have a Doctor Strange roundtable mm-hmm. coming up that we're going to record this weekend with as many of the hosts from the giant size team up that we can get on. Uh, but before we get I want to ask Chris the same question, but uh, differently. But since you mentioned Rotten Tomatoes, man, if we only had Rotten Tomatoes for American Politics, nobody would have gone to vote yesterday, (laughs) right? (laughs) Certified Rotten. Certified Rotten. Chris, as a non-fan, as somebody who you missed the boat, whatever, never quite got into it, are you going to see it in theaters at all after seeing the trailer? Are you going to wait to rent it or Netflix it or something?
2: Yeah, I probably won't go see that in theaters at all. It just doesn't have any appeal to me. And when I'm looking at... You know, kind of along the same lines as our X Men conversation. To me, it looks like several different versions of Iron Man are going to jump in their new Gundams. And I, I get it that that maybe the old dynasty, the old the old Zords, are are not cool enough, not hip enough. We got to make them slick or whatever. Maybe it's too blocky. It's not aerodynamic enough. But it does. It looks like either a Mac, a it giant like Macross, or a Gundam. And you, there is nothing that anybody can say that will ever make me think that does not look like a Giver suit. Oh, that's Guyvers! Fine. Yeah, so that's what they look like. They look like so Iron that's Iron man. a nice throwback. And right Guyver there. got together and made a baby. You're a yeah. nerd, <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: like well, you. spe- No, okay.
1: <laughs> Speaking of suits that should look like suits, Pacific Rim 2, man. That's gonna be that's gonna be boss with John Boyega in there. Yeah. No,
0: it's not. No, it's not. <laughs> Just because it doesn't have Idris does not mean it's not, not going to be it's, awesome.
2: That's, exact, that's exactly what it's that means. It's probably uh, never going
0: to get freaking made, man. Like, come on. All, all Idris all the time. Uh, yeah. For <laughs> <laughs> The Grim 2, we we got casting news a couple weeks ago. John Boyega has been cast as Idris Elbow's character, who I can't recall his name, but it's his son, uh, which which is cool. Dead guy number three? Yeah. Yeah. <gasps> um, <laughs> <laughs>
2: I hurt Chris with that one. No, no, it wasn't that. I just had, I just thought that if I want Idris Elb more Idris Elba, let's remake Multiplicity <laughs> with Idris Elba. It's so perfect. What about Meet the Clumps? Make Idris Elba do you know, that? Let's instead not of remake Murphy.
0: Multiplicity.
2: Yeah, let's not. Why? Why do you talk sometimes? <laughs> I wish I could control your mute. <laughs> I don't
0: know because maybe because that movie was a dumpster fire, Chris. I mean,
1: (laughs) yeah, pretty much. Uh, No, I. You took you took Mr. Mom and Batman and put him in the worst freaking film
0: ever. Okay, so the she touched my pet peeve. So so two things. First of all, multiplicity was an amazing step forward in technology at the time. Like what they were. That's all. Yeah, what they were doing special effects wise was incredible for that film. Agree. I'll always applaud that. But if I recall correctly, like, doesn't one of the clones like get with his wife at one point? Yes. And but she thinks,
2: it's yeah, the, it's the clone, it's the clone of the clone. See, that's the kind of,
0: that that wouldn't fly today because that's implied sexual assault. You know what I mean? Like, because she's not with the person she thinks she's with; she's with his <laughs> identical. I don't know. It it, it, it opens all kinds of cans of icky for me, and I'm just like, please don't remake that movie. Yeah. I mean, if that's all you had to go for back then, it's not going to be much better today.
2: So, it's one scene that you have to change. No, <laughs> all right, all right, back to
1: freaking Pacific Rim monsters and robots are awesome. That's all right. I love that first movie. I've watched Tim, it a couple first of times. This movie's things, really
2: though.
1: fun. It's fun. I like that. Jax from, from FX's uh motorcycle show, it's I forgot America. what it is now. Thank you, Sons of Anarchy. I like to see him branching out a little bit, although he really didn't. He just rode a Gundam instead of a motorcycle, but uh, it was it was interesting fun. Oh, I are did. You trying, are you trying to say that uh,
0: he doesn't have a lot of range? I'm
1: saying that they typecasted him um, instead of giving him an opportunity to be different. All right, fair enough. Because uh, I haven't gotten to see him. I mean, I I, I I watched the first four or five seasons of Sons of Anarchy, and then. Life changed. I got out watching TV that much, and I never did finish the series. I enjoyed him in that. So when I saw him in Pacific Rim, going to be in Pacific Rim, I was like, ooh. And then I just got more of the same. Which is oh. Well,
0: okay. uh, SOA is a good example of a show that like had a really strong narrative for a while, and then it just started to lose its way. It just kind of went off the rails. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. that's fair enough. I yeah. think a lot of people who weren't hardcore SOA fans did the same thing that you're talking about, because I know I did. I watched the first four or five seasons, and then I bailed, you know, so – yeah, when the baby went to Ireland, that was well, it. That was for like me. The, yeah. that was the second season. No, that's like third season. I no, think. When, the, when the MC goes to Ireland, that's second season.
1: I think I've seen beyond that. Yeah, then. You,
0: but even that was like, what? Really? That all was right. all right.
1: But uh one more. I think we got time for one more. Then uh, we're, all right, we're all right, out right. of here. Well, or two more. We'll, we'll do two, 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 more, two more. there's two. More. Um, about. you pick one, Clots.
0: Well, the one. All right. So. Alien Covenant, aka Prometheus
1: 2. Prometheus 2?
0: I have had mixed feelings about it for the whole time it's been in production, largely because uh, my I'm a huge, huge Alien and Predator fan. Like, I like both of those mm-hmm. universes. I like it when they're combined.
1: What about the Alien? Okay, I, good. I try good. to ignore <laughs> the
0: second film. Um, alien versus Predator 2? Yeah, yeah. AVP 2 was, yeah, was yeah. a dumpster fire. Yeah. Uh-huh. It was it was a money grab. Yeah, it, that movie was horrible. But anyways,
2: uh, alien. Wasn't that one when? It, huh? Wasn't that wasn't that one when they killed a kid? Yeah. In the woods. Yep. Like yeah. I always I always appreciate it when they're when they have the the, the fortitude to kill a kid. It doesn't happen enough. Yeah, that's uh, <laughs> what <laughs> is wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Well, I wish I could control your music That, that takes produsorial <laughs> bravery to kill a kid.
1: I agree. It uh, does take what? some. Okay. some
2: we're, we're gonna have this movie combo. We're gonna have
0: here. this combo real quick. The problem is it was just done for gratuitous violence sake. It wasn't done as part of the the actual plot. That character was inconsequential to the storyline. It you know it contributed nothing to the main narrative other than to say, "Oh, you know, crap's getting real. Like we're willing to kill a kid and his dad in the woods." And I'm like,
2: That's what I'm saying, like, okay. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well no, because what's worse than that in that movie is that they have the scene in the hospital in the uh, infant ward. And and I'm just like, what are you do you're killing babies, man? Like that's yeah. it's one thing to my, imply that it's happening, it's another thing to like freaking do it, you know?
2: But my guilt my all-time guilty pleasure guilty uh pleasure movies is the Feast trilogy. Mm-hmm. So you're like hitting all I the buttons I and mean. Oh you need to see that anyway, they they, not. they they spike a baby in the oh second. Oh my movie. god.
0: <laughs> all right, so <laughs> Back to Jesus the Chris. Korean covenant. <laughs> um so Prometheus is it? Is it uh, Riley? It is. It is. Um, well, then that's all I need to know. It's Ridley I'm Scott, which is what you were really reaching for, I think, right? Or
1: it was. Um, I, I screwed up my words, but we're used to that. You So
0: Prometheus didn't go over so well,
1: right? Uh, I right. People judged it before it came out, but I I enjoyed it
0: after. Well, I saw it, saw it and I, I did enjoy it, but I, I there is a logical disconnect between that film and the rest of the franchise. You know what I mean? It's it's a little jarring. Um, But I think there was a lot of potential there. I just don't know that it was executed so well. Um, However, everybody who's worked on Alien Covenant, all the actors like Michael Fassbender and the others have all said that this movie is going to be a a major shift in tone. It's going to be a lot scarier um, as far as like, you know, cluing back into the original alien like suspense and stuff like that. Um, and they're finally fleshing out what the alien actually is and how it's different from the ones that we think of in the original uh, trilogy because we pretend that fourth movie doesn't exist. And, um, <laughs> you know. So, is that
1: the one with the clone, Winona Ryder? Is yeah. that the one?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah that,
1: that's the. Although, that's the, the one graphics we're... of aliens and water. I thought. Oh okay. uh, Not the graphics were bad, but I thought the concept of them being like space sharks—they can go in any environment. I was like, holy
0: crap, that's awesome! But that's also the one, you know, where Ron Perlman challenges Ripley to throw a basket over, you know, a basketball over her head and sink a basket, you know. And- <laughs> Yeah, yeah it's, Ron Perlman was good in that movie but like that movie was not good so let's, let's, nah, let's move agree. on anyways uh, so I'm really excited about it I can't wait to see it uh, I want it to be good I want it to be great I don't want it to just be good make alien movies great again please <laughs> no. so I'm excited <laughs> uh,
1: alright Chris you get to pick one off this list
2: uh, Kingsman 2 probably that's one of the Ah, yes. I, I mean, Planet of the Apes, I could go with two, but yeah, Kingsman 2. Uh, what's left? Yeah, Kingsman 2.
1: Yeah, you know, Kingsman. Kingsman surprised the crap out of me. I had no idea it was a comic book movie. None. And I just saw the trailers. Like, that looks like a fun action film. Mm-hmm. And, dude, the narrative in that thing, where they're calling out things about movies. And, spoiler alert, it's been years. You should have watched it by now, but it's, so I'm going to ruin the middle scene for you. When he comes out, I won't even ruin the church. When he comes out of the church, and Samuel L. Jackson is like, Oh, I bet you expect me to tell you your plan. It's not that kind of movie. Bam! I'm like... I was hooked, lined, and sink. I mean, I loved it up to that point. That at that moment, I was like, "Oh my god, what are they gonna do next?" This is the best movie I've
0: seen all year. Sam Jackson was awesome in that movie. Dude, that lift killed me. Yeah. Though, right? He was so good. <laughs> That's at what it. was so great about it, it. Or when he saw blood. <laughs> yep. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that movie had a tremendous <laughs> amount of character, and like, I don't mean like characters. I mean like, literally no, I know characters. what you mean. Heart. It, yeah, it was a good. Lot... The movie itself was a character. Um, yeah. <laughs> like they're just like stuff that you're just like how did you get away with that like at the end scene after his triumphant victory and he, the, the supermodel or, or princess or whatever she is yes! is in the room and lucky to he, yeah exactly it's like yeah. oh my god i cannot believe
1: there, there's great tongue-in-cheek humor at the right times. Like, when everybody's head explodes, it's not gory mess. Like, you know, Chris wants
0: kids to die. Yeah, uh, dude, it's, it's rainbows can and Can we talk colorful. about that some more? Like, how, how we need to get Chris some help? <laughs> Chris, Chris hated
1: BVS, but he likes kids yeah. being spiked. I think we understand the trend yeah, here. But, uh, Let's go the
0: he quit watching. power slamming infants. He'd be all about it. <laughs>
1: Uh D might be visiting your house soon, Chris.
0: Just saying. <laughs> <laughs> no,
1: no, no. In all honesty, in all honesty though, everybody has their their own flavors of movie. And what he was saying about it does now he played it over the top as he he's want to do, and that's why we love Chris to death. Oh, but I, he is right. It takes it does take a um some guts to kill a kid in any movie. You know. I can't believe
0: we're having Sorry. this conversation. <laughs>
1: Uh, oh, pay it forward, man! That movie would be nothing if the kid didn't die at the end. You know, I'm just saying. My wife hates that film because of it.
2: Alien Three. You wouldn't. You wouldn't. You wouldn't be as as invested in that movie if you found out that Newt was everything was hunky dory. Well, yeah.
1: Resident Evil. You know, the Red Queen is a little girl. Uh, Psychotic little girl, too. Anyway, Kingsman. You're too. all going to die I, down here. Oh, yeah, I love that line. <laughs> that movie is so good.
2: Uh, <laughs> but The Kingsman was great. Chris. You didn't chime in. Did you like The Kingsman? I loved it. That, that movie was. When I saw that, I was like, "This is this is the direction James Bond needs to go right here." It's it's sad that they beat him to the punch, but that's that's how you revitalize that franchise is with some younger with with some new actors. Like mm-hmm, you could mm-hmm. have, you could have easily taken that, and and I, I know and I know it's based on a comic book property, but you could have easily called that the young James Bond.
0: Yeah. Have been okay oh, yeah. that. Yeah. all right we're gonna to go to war right now because i think that is blatantly <laughs> wrong
2: <laughs> <laughs> we don't have time for war i'm not saying that war, it's though. the same movie i'm saying that you could have done that and it, and i would have been okay with like it. the young sherlock cohen well, i mean back yeah. in i, I think i
0: movie think movies. people get that that's kind of what it's getting at that it's it's a raunchier you know more comedic aspect of the spy thriller but i definitely don't think they should do that with the bond franchise you know what i mean because i think what they're doing with the bond franchise is quite good already.
1: Uh they put a Ford in there and beer. So you are wrong, sir. Wait, uh, what? Just say. James Bond drove a Ford in the first re- the one with the uh uh blonde dude. uh freaking god. Uh, I hate when I can't get names.
2: God. <laughs> 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 we don't. <laughs>
1: <laughs> anyway, uh who has you I haven't gotten to see. Have you seen the trailer for Kingsman 2? No. No? We just know that it's coming yeah. out? All right, cool. Uh, I, I was surprised with the actor choice in the first one. I, he was an unknown to me. I'm sure, obviously, he wasn't an unknown to everybody. He had to do some work to be able to score this kind of audition, uh, typically. Uh, but I recognize, a lot, obviously, Samuel L. Jackson and a lot of the other actors in the film. And, yeah, he the kid did such a phenomenal job uh, of, of being serious when he needed to be serious, being action when he needed to be action, being humorous. Uh, The one-liners were delivered so well from him. Non-cheesy, non-goofy, just little one-off lines were great. I'm very much looking forward to Kingsman 2. Absolutely. It's going to be fun. All right. Well, we got to get out of here. We got other stuff to do. But you can find us in iTunes. Go over there and rate us. You know, I guess it would help if we went and read our ratings because I know some people have put up some reviews and ratings on iTunes. And you guys promised some really large crap if they did. Uh, and I hate you guys for it, uh, but check out giant size team as well. We have our show up there as well as many others that we referenced today. Pokemon go podcast, DC on screen. Uh, I don't think we referenced anybody else beyond that, but MCU cast, which will definitely has already put up a quick review of Dr. Strange is up there. Check them out. And, you know, facebook.com forward slash breaking the panels where we have our conversations and we did the email at the end, beginning. We'll do it again at the end here. BTP at giantsizeteamup.com. That's B as in breaking T is in the P is in panel at GiantsizeTeamUp.com. com. And if you'd like your voice on the show, as we've had Super Stewie do many other times, go to giant size com forward slash breaking the panel. There is a tab right there that says, Hey, we want your voice on the show. And from anywhere in the world, you can leave up to 90 seconds of voicemail and we'll we will play it. That'd be awesome. So, all right. Tune in next week to hear Chris say nothing because he's been taking the jail for spiking his baby.
0: Breaking the Panel is the flagship podcast on the Giant Size Team Up Network. You can support the show at patreon.com slash breaking the panel, and you'll find more of our amazing podcasts at giantsizeteamup.com.